Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Uh, we've teamed up with the Shona Project here all this week on News Talk because we want to chat about the issues that young women in Ireland face today. And I suppose specifically, we want to shine a light on social media on the programme, um, just managing social media and the expectations that it can actually put on you, on all of us. Sarah Doyle is with me from The Better Life Project and Sarah's the author of Be Your Own Best Friend as well. Sarah, is the impact mainly positive or negative that social media has on young women? Hi there. Great to be on the show. It's a little bit of both. So there's no doubt that there's a positive impact for women, especially using social media. It gives us a voice, it empowers us, it supports us to connect with each other. But we can't hide the darker side of social media, which is that it does have a negative impact on how young girls and women of all ages view their bodies and view themselves as a result. So how do we manage the, those expectations then around that? Because of course there's, like, there's some good, as you said, that comes with it. But then it's yeah, and getting the balance with the so bad. Like the, and the last thing that we want to do is to tell young people to delete their Instagram account. I don't want someone to tell me to delete my Instagram account. So what we can do to empower ourselves, research has shown that one of the best antidotes to low body confidence is media literacy. So, for example, if we're looking on the telly or a movie, we have a pretty good idea that the women with banging bodies on the TV and the media have to look that way for their job, for their role, or they're supported to look that way because of makeup, hair, wardrobe, styling, good lighting, etc. But there's not a lot of us who have that same idea or same level of media literacy when it comes to looking at TikTok or Instagram. We expect to, to see everyday candid photos on our social media feeds, but the truth is, is that they're not candid, they're not everyday. And a very large majority of the photos that are being posted by influencers, for example, are curated to look a very specific way. So we don't have the awareness or the tools to look at that image and go, there's a bit mm. of production behind that image. That the purpose and the messaging behind that image is to, to sell something, a partnership or a collaboration. So I think media literacy is one of the single most powerful okay. ways that we can combat low body image, especially uh, when it comes from social media. Ruth is with us as well, Sarah. Um, Ruth, like, is this something you worry about for your children? Um, yeah, it definitely is. But I have a tough time with this because I'm of two minds. Like, I've learned so much from social media. I've come across so many people and stories that I would never come across if I didn't have it. And mm. um, so... It's something that I think, I don't want to ban it. I'm not for, you know, banning it. I'm all for navigating it um, with my children. Um, like for myself, like I'm my kids in fifth, fifth class and we're kind of approaching this invisible deadline of, oh, they need to get a, a phone in secondary school. I just, so many parents I talk to, they don't want their kids to have social media, but you all kind of get sold this story. If you don't get it, they're going to be left out um, and they're not going to be keeping up with their peers. Um but I think for myself, what, for our family, what I've decided to do is I'll get my kids a smartphone, but we won't have social media on the phone. We're going to have like a house phone that has social media on it. And I don't think anyone will be having their own individual, you know, social media account. The kids will all have one like Instagram, TikTok or whatever. Um, so they're all kind of like keeping each other accountable. There won't be you know, any 
you know, temptation to be doing stuff they're not doing. I mean, I don't know if it's the best plan, but I think it's something I'm going to experiment with because I definitely don't want them navigating that on their own um, without any, you know, parental help at all. Like, I don't want them to keep it from them. And then suddenly at 18, they're thrown into this world. I just think there's good and bad that comes from it. And it's just about being aware. And also, as you know, she said, giving them the tools to know if, if something they're viewing doesn't make them feel good, then they shouldn't be watching it. Yeah. It's not an account for them. If it's something that makes them feel insecure, they need to change their body or anything about them that they can, you know, name that, realize that and be like, that's not for me and just unfollow that. What, um, what's there actually just, you know, in in in, in listening um, to Ruth, like what uh, advice or, or tools would you give Ruth? Do you know what I mean? That like, what are what's the best way I suppose to have that conversation with kids? Absolutely. So I think it's important that every family explores their own unique situation and comes up with a plan that's going to work for them. Helping kids to understand the production that goes behind social media, I think, is incredibly important as well. So comparing this to a um, scene that you might see in a movie, helping the child to understand that this is happening and these people look a certain way because of lighting, makeup and hair. And it's also the case with social media. For a lot of the accounts that we might compare ourselves to or that trigger our body-related anxiety, they are, this is effectively their job, this is their living and the purpose behind that image is quite commercial. They're going to be receiving some sort of income as a result of that. So it's their job and it's their prerogative to be able to post how they want in a way that they want. It's our responsibility, I believe, as the consumers of social media to understand the production, the messaging and the purpose behind every post. So helping kids to understand that in a really age-appropriate way, I think will go a really, really long way at kind of being responsible consumers of social mm. media as well and it's... appreciating... It's 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 hard to police though, isn't it, Ruth? Like it it is. It's got to be difficult. Like my kids even aren't even on social media. They do a lot of YouTube. They love their boys. So they love watching gaming. Um, but even then, like I'm not always watching what they're doing. Like so, like it just is an impossible world at the moment. But you know. Hopefully, figure something out. Lisa's with us too. Um, Lisa, you've you've ta- you've struggled with um, eating disorders in the past. Like, what's th- what's your view on the impact of social media? Hi, yeah, um, yeah. My um, eating disorder started to develop um, kind of pre Instagram. It was really kind of around the Bebo <laughs> time. Yeah. Um, which so it wasn't. It didn't really contribute to the the kind of initiation um okay. but it it really it helped maintain it and um kind of propelled the progression of it over time so i suppose the first thing would be yeah, the comparisons um you know looking at other people's bodies and the pictures they're posting on social media and that kind of a thing and how it would make me feel about my body and then kind of escalate the behaviours that I was engaging in. Um, But also, I think as time went on and Instagram started to really blow up, I started to use social media as a tool to maintain my eating disorder, you know, like post deliberately posting pictures as I was getting thinner and kind of really getting that kind of positive reinforcement from people in the comments and things. Because I, I, I think a, a big issue is, you know, culturally, we really mm. value thinness 
and um, we we prefer thinness um, over other body types, even though we kind of say we, we don't, but we really do. Um, so I use it in a way to kind of reinforce um, a thinner body image and the thinner I was getting and the more pictures I was posting and the positive reinforcement that way really and for the likes you know and probably looking mm. at you know the views oh, absolutely, and, yeah, and the comments and the, yeah, the amount of views all those types of things um, so you know I totally agree with your previous speakers there when they were saying there, there's a real dark side to this um, and I suppose as well you know a very a very very tricky part and particularly I'm thinking of like adolescents you know when people post pictures of you and you don't know they're going to post them you know just as people do you know you're you're yeah. out you're with friends whatever people and just you know if you're in a very negative headspace about your body and if you're you know doing things awful things to your own body to try and change it to to, to make it look thinner um those kind of I suppose unexpected images that you're being tagged in um, can be quite traumatic actually um, and I don't think people who, who don't necessarily struggle with this think that through um, so it's something that both when I was in and had, had my eating disorder and now even in recovery you know when just pictures being put up of you know just days yeah, out or whatever yeah. um, it's very difficult on both sides of that coin I, you know when you're because kind of we can all, you know, resonate with that, I suppose, Lisa. You know, maybe you're in a group setting or you're out with friends and someone takes a photo and sticks it up and you're like, oh, why that picture? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. like how I look in that. And and, and yeah, it's it's an interesting way to, to look at it. It uh, is, because, yeah. Fawn is with us too, Fawn Clark. Um, Fawn's a, a mindfulness nutritional therapist. Fawn, Sarah was talking there, you know, about like, maybe one way or one tool or one you know way that we can try and address all of this is just to simply if it is simple increase our our media literacy like is that is that the way that maybe we can reduce the negative side of the social media impact yeah absolutely i think um well certainly with my own daughters that's what i try and do because you can't avoid it altogether um i think as a society um the message that our body, you know, the previous speaker was there just speaking about the way society prefers um, thinness is something as a society that we, um, I think women more than men, um, need to push back against, you know, and realise that that, you know, what are we looking for with thinness and this obsession with the body and how it looks? Um, I think we're looking for some sort of freedom that we're not ever going to find with um, just looking at our body, you know, and I suppose that's what I'm trying to help people with that, um, um, you know, I suppose it's looking for salvation in yeah. anything outside of ourselves. It's not going to happen. So what's your so advice you know, or what way do you or can you help them with that? Well, I, I suppose I try to work with the, with the with the individual and help them to see that it's, um, you know, the idea, the thinking behind it is that, you know, if I look that way, I'll be happier which isn't the case, you know, and, and helping them to see behind the scenes and you have no clue what's going on with anybody on Instagram and what's really their, mm. what really their life is like and how that obsession with a body and body image can become such a prison. But I think for young people, um, it's, you know, it's all well and good for us to say that you know, young people have to find that out for themselves. And I do think I'm really optimistic. Like I'm in my 40s, now my mid-40s, and I do think younger people are much more aware of it than we were at the time, you know. I think people, in a weird way, because of this saturation with 
uh, social media and all that, we're being forced younger and younger to see through it. And, um, and, you know, I think more and more people out in the world are celebrating a bigger body. Do you, Sarah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, for, for people, maybe if they're looking just to try and get, you know, ways or, or um, tools to try and, and, and talk to their teenagers or kids about it, like, where do you recommend to go? Uh, Body Wise is an absolutely incredible resource um, that can support um, parents, uh, sorry, um, parents and carers um, look after individuals who might be experiencing difficulty in their relationship with their bodies or food and for those who are suffering as well. Um, the Shoner Project has incredible resources on their website as well. Um, the information is there. I would recommend that it starts and, and this is always really difficult for a lot of women to hear, it does start and it can start with ourselves and modelling the behaviour, the beliefs and the conversations that we want our children to be able to have with themselves. Body neutrality is this incredible concept that looks at our bodies as just one part of our entire life okay. and not the entire part. Um, so teaching um, our kids that a photo isn't just about the aesthetic, it's about a moment that was captured that celebrated connection and fun. So using, I guess, different language to describe problem areas with our kids yeah. and modelling those okay. can be an incredible first step to take. Sarah Doyle from The Better Life Project, Ruth, Lisa, also Fawn Clark, thank you for, for joining us. And the Shona Project course, Empowering and Inspiring the Girls of Ireland. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.